0: Come on, clap your hands to Jesus all over the house. Amen. Come on, put a smile on your face. Act like you're happy you're in the house of the Lord. clap your hands to the king of kings and the lord of lords give him praise and worship and honor i will bless the lord all my soul and all that's within me if i got a praise in your heart you want to give to the lord mighty God we serve heaven and earth adore him angels bow before him what a mighty God we serve one part of it goes like this Jesus is the God we serve how many of you know his name I'm so glad to know that there's one God there's one that sits on that throne and his name is Jesus there always was and there always will be just one God. Even God himself says, I know not another. He said in Isaiah, there's none beside me. Aren't you glad to know that you don't need a multiplicity of gods, but your God all by himself is big enough and strong enough to take care of you. Amen. Amen. I don't have to. I don't have to bow at an idol. I don't have to bow or make me a golden image and bow to it. I don't have to pray to a God that cannot hear. I don't have to pray to a God that cannot see. I don't have to pray to a God that does not answer, but I pray to a God that hears. I pray to a God that sees. I pray to a God that answers. Maybe I'm the only one in the house that God answers prayers for me. Maybe I'm the only one, in the house that I've asked God to do stuff. And he instantaneously does it. You serve a prayer answering God. A prayer answering God. Amen. Matter of fact, amen. I want us to pray right now where you are. And I want you to ask the Lord this. Say, Jesus, I want you to put words in that preacher's mouth that will speak directly to my situation. And this is what's going to happen. Guess what? He loves you so much. That somewhere while I'm preaching, for many of you, it may not be for everybody, but just a couple of you that's here, I'm going to say exactly what you needed to hear. You know why? Because you're, you was big enough to ask God to answer a prayer for you. And God just loves you enough to put some words in this, this piece of dirt to help you get what you need from God. So I want you to pray that with me. I want you to say, Jesus, in your own words, Jesus, put words in that preacher's mouth that will speak directly to my family and to my needs sincerely all over the house. Would you close your eyes? Come on, just close your eyes and ask the Lord to speak directly to you. God, I humble myself before you, and I'm asking you, Lord, that you'd put words in my mouth to help this body of believers to every guest to every saint of god that's here god put words in my mouth to speak directly to this church i pray that lord you would take over my thinking you would take over what i want to say and you'd put words in my mouth of what you want to say and i pray you'd confirm your word Let miracles and signs and wonders happen among your people i pray it today in the name of the lord jesus christ i give you thanks for answering prayer how many of you know that god answers prayer hallelujah while you're turning the book of matthew matthew chapter number 15 it's been a treat to be with you the last couple of weekends and um it seems like to me i've been preaching a little bit long every service and so Please don't tell me, amen, but uh, okay, keep going i amen i've been I've been exercising and running, and my my energy levels are great, so I just kind of keep on just going, you know, and it's like you know the, you can only handle so much, and I just keep on going, so amen we'll just see see hopefully I won't be as long as I have been in the past hopefully, help me Lord. Amen. but I do. I, do, I don't want to waste your time, but I do want to do everything that I feel I need to do with your time. Amen. And so hopefully nobody's got any roast in the oven waiting on me. And uh, the restaurants, they'll keep cooking, so don't worry about that. Amen. We just, we just do our things and just ask the Lord. To, you know, sometimes we're, we're a microwave generation. We want everything, push a button, be fast. But God, God operates in crock pots. You know what I'm talking about? and he and sometimes it takes a little bit time you know a little little simmer a little little heat a little over time and we want things quick 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 liggity split you know we want it right there but god sometimes he takes a little little time his ways are higher than ours his thoughts are past finding out amen he knows he knows what we need and just because it's like one man says the 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 wills of god they they grow they they operate slowly but they operate finely. The grinding and it's slow but it gets a lot done in that small, small turn. And so God God operates a little bit differently. Having said that, I'll try I'll try to say as much as I need to and, and be done and your response. Do you know do you know you can pull stuff out of a preacher and you can make him preach really good? Do you know that? Because this is a pulpit. So while I'm while I'm I'm trying to pull, if you'll start pushing with me, and I'm trying to pull, and you start pushing with me, Amen. I the Bible says the word didn't profit them because they didn't mix faith with it. But if you mix faith with what I'm preaching, there can something move and shift in this house that'll blow your mind. Amen. If you start, let, let me let me demonstrate real quick. We're going to go to Matthew. Let me demonstrate real quick. If, if I if I say something that that uh, you like or you half like or or you it resonated with you, you can you can say, like people can clap, you know. And that's great. But here's the difference when, when you respond to the word of the Lord, not just with a hand clap. Well, you start doing stuff like this. Jesus, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for what that man is saying to my soul. There's something that shifts in the atmosphere because what you're doing is you're mixing faith with that. You're saying, what you said right there, I believe for me and my family. So I can say something today, and you can, you can clap, and, and I'm thankful that you're so kind. But I'm not, I'm not preaching for a response. I'm preaching for you to get what you need from God. I'm preaching for you to open your spirit up and receive, thus saith the word of God. So there is a difference there is a difference. You, you want the anointing to get on you while a man of God's preaching? Let me tell you how to get it on you. Is While he's responding, you say, Lord, I thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. I think you start exalting him by the words that you're hearing from his word and I'm telling you what's on that preacher will get on you. And I believe that God will, There there's a paradigm shift of response in the spirit that God wants to bring to this body of believers. When Your pastor gets up here and whether he's teaching or preaching, it's not just nodding your head and clapping your hands but all of a sudden you stand on your feet and you say man of God preach to me I believe what you're saying I resonate I won't put that I want that to be a part of my life does that make any sense yeah. if it does shout hallelujah yeah. amen so thank you for putting up with me um, I could be done preaching right there and we could just have an altar call amen musicians come just kidding hallelujah amen amen I'm trying to get my My interpreter back there warmed up a little bit. I'm trying to go a little slow here. Amen. I'm thankful for all the bilingual people that are in the building. Amen. Gloria a Dios. En nombre de Jesús. Me gusta tacos. Me gusta pasole. Me gusta fajitas. Me gusta... Mole más o menos. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad you're in the house of God. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking to my Hispanic speaking people right now. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to be touched by the power of God today. I want your life to be forever changed by the power of the cross. I want you to know that there's nobody like Jesus. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're facing. And in this service, you're not here by accident. But the power of God is going to change you. The Holy Ghost is going to do something in your family. With God, all things are possible. With God, I feel the Holy Ghost. With God, all things are possible. Do you believe that? Give the Lord a wave offering of praise right now. Woo! Come on, release your faith and believe God for the supernatural in this house. Release your faith and believe God to do the extraordinary in this house right now. Come on, somebody lift a shout of praise under this great big God. hallelujah come on for a few moments longer lift your voice out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water hallelujah hallelujah oh god Come on lift your hands up high. Somebody's receiving a healing right now in the name of the Lord. I curse the ailment of your mind. I curse the ailment of your spirit. I bind every spirit of infirmity. I loose it off of you and I bind it the pits of hell. I take authority and dominion over sickness, over cancer ever cold, every disease the name of Jesus is above every disease. It's above every sickness. It's above every depression. It's above anxiety. I curse it at the root in the name of Jesus. I command every cancer cell in your body to die. I pray right now in the name of the Lord it should be healed from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. God, heal emotions. God, heal mental. Heal God, physical. Heal the spiritual and the financial. Let healing come to this body of believers. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. My God, there's stuff happening in the Holy Ghost right now. It's happening in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, ma'am, back there with the mask on, I don't know if she's bilingual or not. You may be able to help me. Your hands are raised. I want you to raise them up higher. Here you go, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I curse every lie of the enemy that's lied to her. I speak the favor and the blessing of the Lord upon you. I pray that now God, at the Spirit of God, would minister to her need. I ask that, Lord Jesus, the favor of the Lord right now receive of the Lord from the top of your head to the sole of your feet right now. Let victory come. Let anointing come. Let the favor of God be released upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you're hungry, you can receive what God has for you right now. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Yes, God. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Come on, close your eyes one more time, and I want you to pray the way, however way you want to pray. Come on, you talk to God how you want to talk to God. You, 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 you open your mouth and talk to Jesus the way you want to talk to him all over this house right now. You say to Jesus whatever you want to say to Jesus. You speak to him whatever you want to speak to him right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 God. I'm asking you to lead me in the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you to lead me in the Holy Ghost. I'm asking that you would leave me in the Holy Ghost. I'm asking that you would lead me in the Holy Ghost. <speaking in Spanish> hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you mighty god Let's give him praise one more time all over the building. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21. Thank you to the Green family for your kindness and hospitality been feeding me and taking care of me, and so very humbling and honored to be here, and uh, God has set the stage for a tremendous day in the Holy Ghost, amen, great things are going to happen in this service, and uh, I want you to stay with me here, I'll try to be mindful of your time, but I want God to do his thing, amen, praise God, Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21, The Bible said, then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. In the New Testament, in the Greek language, there are words of inflection, kind of like our exclamation point, how we would say, go, exclamation point, instead of saying, hey, won't you go in that room? There are times when we say, go, or to your young children that won't leave you alone sometimes, hey, get out of here for a little bit, mom and dad's talking. And in the Greek language, there are words of inflection, and I'm going to read this passage of Scripture having the words of inflection in mind. So in verse 1, then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil." Everybody say that's a big problem. Your daughter is devil possessed. It's a big deal, it's a big issue. But he answered her not a word. God ignored this huge need in this woman's life. Her daughter's full of the devil. You think for sure that would get God's attention when your daughter's full of the devil. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then in verse number 25, the scene changes. She moved from her problem. She moved from her issue. She moved from her crises. She moved from her situation that plagued her every day, every time she was at home. Normally, a home is a safe place. Normally, a home is a great place to be. But when your daughter's grievously vexed with the devil, you don't want to go home. You don't want to be there. You grieve for your child because of the torment that she's under. But all of the issues and all of the problems, Jesus just seemed to ignore her and answered her not a word. But in verse number 25 of our text, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat, or literally is not appropriate, to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, Truth, Lord. <laughs> Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered And said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I preach to you today. My contribution for this last service is this. When a watcher becomes a worshiper. When a watcher becomes a worshiper. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I'm of the opinion today that a revival doesn't need a special speaker. A revival doesn't need a certain type of church building to happen. A revival does not need certain type of music to happen. But I am a firm believer that one watcher that becomes a worshiper can start a revival. I am of the opinion on this beautiful Sunday here today that one person that makes up their mind I'm tired of telling God my problems. I'm tired of telling God my frustrations. I'm tired of talking about all the process, the pain, the dilemma, the crises that's in my home. And I've come to this house to lift my hands and open my mouth and give praise to a great big God that loves me. That right there can start a revival that start a rippling wave of effect throughout Austin and can turn a city upside down for Jesus Christ. I wish somebody believed what I was preaching already. All God needs is one person that'll make up your mind. I don't care the hell that I'm in. I'm still going to praise him. I don't care the situation that I'm facing. I'm still going to bless his name. I'm still going to honor him and lift him up because he's worthy of all of my praise come on we don't need the fancy lights we don't need the smoke machines we don't need some amazing blab it grab it type preacher we don't need a certain person to come in here and wow us and shake us and stir us what we need is worshipers that'll lift your hands and say God I've come to praise you I've come to worship you I've come to lift you up We don't need to be entertainers. We need to entertain him. We don't need to come to be seen. We need to come to see him. We need to exalt him and lift him up. Somebody clap your hands and shout, yes. (laughs) The ingredient of a revival church is no doubt a praying church, but a ingredient of a revival church is a worshiping church that no matter what they're being plagued with or hit with or whatever's being catapulted at them by every fiery dart of the devil, they guilt their shield of faith in their hand. And that, God, I feel the authority of the Holy Ghost. I feel like bowing up against hell and let the devil know you can't stop a worshiper. You can't stop a praiser of God. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I've lost loved ones, but he's still worthy. I've been through the fire, but he's still worthy. I've been in the storm, but he's still worthy. I will bless his holy name. Amen. Because my praise is not predicated on what he does for me. My praise is not predicated on what I'm going through. My praise is not predicated. It's not built upon what I'm having to endure. But I praise him because he's worthy. I praise him because he's good. I praise him because he's merciful. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. And when I can't trace him, I can trust him. When I can't figure him out, i still praise him. When I don't know what he's doing, I just say, you know what's best. When I can't find him, I'm going to praise him until I feel him. When I can't figure out what he's doing in my life, I'm still going to raise these hands in a sign of surrender and give God some high praise. Woo. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Let me preach to someone here tonight or today rather that you need to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Psalms chapter 66 and verse number one says, Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. You say, well, I'm good at making noise. That's not really what that verse is talking about. It's not just noise. It's a little deeper than that. It has a little bit more meaning that that word noise is, a, is an awesome word because it literally means to utter a sudden cry. It means to cry. It means to cry out. It means to shout. It means to raise the war cry. It means to send an alarm. It means to rejoice or to cheer because it is joyful to God. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about you can take an ordinary service where nothing's moving and nothing's happening. And if people will start making a joyful noise, that they'll send out a war cry and an alarm that God all of a sudden says, Ma, I'm about to show up right there. Do you see? You can talk about a lot of people and they won't show up. But you talk about Jesus and he'll show up. Come on, you can run people down and say, you can say good things about people and they can't show up. Uh, But you say good things about God, he can't help it. He says, I like that. I'm going to show up where they are. I like what's going on because they're talking about me. So, so we're gonna, we're gonna practice this. The Bible says, "Make a joyful noise." So that's an alarm. That's a war cry. It's a cry. I'm gonna count to three, and we're gonna make a joyful noise. We're gonna cry out to our God in victorious and rejoicing, and we're gonna let the devil know you ain't got us. You ain't you you ain't got. It's kind of like my dad. My dad was in a place of business. He was in there working, and when he got there, he set the alarm off, and he had keys to the facility, but he didn't have the code to shut the alarm off. The police show up. They ran. Like the place. that come in with guns drawn coming there to my dad and one deputy turned around pointed a gun at my dad and he said, I-, I got one. He said, I got you. My dad was just nonchalant. He said, you ain't got me because he had the authority to be in that building and he had the key to get in there and he told the authorities, I'm thankful for the police officers and the job and if you're in that field of labor, thank you for your service and I honor you. But they were just doing their job. They thought my dad was an intruder when my dad have the authority and the right to be in that building. Let me just tell the devil here today, he thought you wasn't going to come. He tried to stop you from being here. But the saints of God, they let out a war cry. And I let the devil come on, God have mercy. Have mercy. Come on, you didn't get here by accident. Somebody fought for you. Somebody paid the price for you. Come on. I hear a cry of the people. I hear a worship of the people that can break every yoke by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Woo! Anybody feel what I feel right now? I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Back up, devil. We're people of the name. Back up, devil. We're Holy Ghost filled. Back up, devil. We're the cross. We are powerful in Jesus Christ. You know what that was? That was a fight for you. Because if we'll praise God, you'll feel God. And if you can feel God, it'll move you past false doctrine. It'll get you out of idolatry. It'll get you from the clubhouse to the church house. It'll set you free from drugs and addictions. It'll set you free from marijuana, from tobacco, from drinking gin and juice, from drinking wild turkey. It'll set you free from fornicating and living in sin. This Jesus can deliver you from lesbian This Jesus can set you free from homosexuality. This Jesus can deliver you from every malady, from every wickedness, from every sin. But if we will praise him, and if we'll lift him up, he'll draw all men unto him. That's why I'm going to praise him for you. That's why I'm going to worship God for you. Because if I worship him, you can feel him. And he alone can change your life. He alone can make a brand new creature out of you. I'm trying to behave. I was in a service like this where the Holy Ghost was moving. You can be seated. After I got done, we had an old-fashioned prayer line. That's when you you line up in the church and, and people pray for you one by one, and it's powerful. There was an older gentleman in his 60s, about 65, 68 years old, had been in church for many years, had never received the Holy Ghost, never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What's that? That's the Spirit of God filling your life, and it's evidenced by you speaking a language, you don't understand. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable, and it's full of glory. Ain't nothing like the Holy Ghost. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. And what you need is the Holy Ghost. What you feel is the Holy Ghost that's here. But God don't want you just to feel it. He wants to live inside of you. And if you'll get the sin out of your life and make room for him, he'll come on on the inside, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, and you'll speak a language you don't understand. What's that mean? If you speak Spanish when you get the Holy Ghost, you won't speak Spanish. If you speak English when you get the Holy Ghost, you won't speak English. If you have a known language, you won't speak that language. It will be an unknown language, and you'll speak that as the Spirit gives you the ability to speak it. And it's a sign, the evidence, that you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I feel like telling you that God wants you to have the Holy Ghost. And I feel like telling the devil and he can't stop you from getting the Holy Ghost. He can't stop you from being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Woo! We are having fun up in here today. this elder man he walked down he walked down the aisle i was he come up there in that prayer line i started praying for him his wife had been in church for years faithful of god full of the holy ghost powerful lady but he had just never received it and i'm up there praying for him and i'm about to pray for him and i look back to the back of the church and his grandson is back there praying for his grandpa and literally, you don't have to believe me. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you what happened. I started feeling the prayers of that grandson back there praying for his grandpa. And so what I said was this to the grandpa. I said, God, I said, Lord, the, the prayers that, that that grandson's praying for this grandpa. I'm asking when I, when I lay hands on this man that he receives the Holy Ghost because that grandson is praying for his grandpa right now. And I'm telling you when I laid hands on that elder he re- instantly received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues just like they did in the book of Acts. Praise God. But it was one young man that sent out a cry to God. One young man that was praying for his grandpa. And that old grandpa got up there and before it was done he was filled with the wonderful baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hey, I wish somebody in their spirit say, I ain't got it yet, but I want it. I want that Holy Ghost. I want to be filled. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to plead for it. You repent of your sins and surrender to God, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was 38 years old. He was 38 years old, raised in a Pentecostal apostolic church. He had never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was preaching that particular service and Brian, he left his pew and he come down to the altar. He was down there praying. When I approached him to pray for him, the Lord reminded me that in in the late eighties, my grandfather had prayed Brian's dad through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 1987, 1988, for hours in an altar call, my grandpa stood by Brian's dad, Dan Denny, and he prayed for him until like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. He prayed Brian's dad through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so I'm approaching this man who for 38 years has been raised in truth and has never received the Holy Ghost. And I reach over and I'm about to start praying for him, and the Lord quickens me and reminds me of that the gift of faith operated, and I said these words. I said, God, as my grandpa prayed this man's dad through the baptism of the holy ghost i'm asking you that when i lay hands on brian's head that he would also receive the gift of the holy ghost and i'm telling you i laid my hands on brian i said that i said the word of faith and i spoke it and as soon as i prayed for him he started talking in tongues and god baptized him with the gift of the holy ghost A couple, about an hour later, I got a text message from his mom, a picture of her eating a hot fudge Sunday. Unbeknownst to me, his mama had fasted chocolate for eight years, that her son would receive the gift of the God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Woo! Eight years she didn't eat chocolate. Eight years she said no to Hersey's she said no to Mr. Goodbar. Eight years she said no to Nestle Crunch. Eight years she said no to chocolate syrup. But on that service, when one man quit being a watcher and he started being a worshiper, and the man of God laid hands on his forehead, that son was baptized. Woo! with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that old mama was eating chocolate ice cream with chocolate hot fudge. I'm telling somebody, there's some prayers fixing to be answered around here. There's some old prayers that you've been praying. There's some prayers of a grandma that's been praying for her grandbabies. They're gonna come to pass. There's prayers of an elder that you've been praying for God to do the extraordinary. The answer's on the way. I said the answer. Answer is on the way. Do you believe that, receive it, lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive that in Jesus' name. Woo! Oh! The greatest thing ever happened in our world was when Jesus died on the cross for us. It is there in the book of Matthew. You'll find four types of people at Jesus' crucifixion. You will find there there were those that mocked. They made fun of. They mocked what Jesus was doing. And then there were those that were the crucifiers, that they were designed to crucify and to make sure that the Lord was crucified. And then the Bible says in Matthew, there were those that were the Bible calls the waggers of their head, that they just looked in in contempt and disgust. And they would wag. Their head as if to say, What is going on? I don't understand. I can't figure this out. I don't understand what's going on. But then there was another group of people, and the Bible calls them the watchers. They were just watching. They were just observing. I could understand the waggers of the head. I could understand the mockers and even the crucifiers because of that day. But for those to be bystanders and just to watch the Christ of God die and watch blood be shed and watch Calvary take place right before their eyes, they were just the watchers. They were just the watchers. I wonder what would have happened if they had become a worshiper. I wonder if they had turned their watching into worship that what would have taken place because, see, we need to understand who Satan is. We need to understand who the devil is. No doubt he is an accuser of the brethren. No doubt he is a liar and the father of all lies. No doubt he's full of deception and guile and deceit. No doubt there's nothing good in him. But you also need to understand about Satan that he was an employee that got fired for non-performance, and we got his job. He refused to worship God. Instead, he wanted to worship himself. It was all about him and his identity and who he was. That's why you got to be careful. The spirit of perversion, it's a selfish thing. It's very selfish. It's very sneaky. And it becomes something that it's all about you and your feelings and what you want. And he got fired for non-performance. Guess what? The devil can't sing in church anymore. He can't lead the worship and the choir anymore. He cannot sing. He cannot shout. He cannot do that because he got fired and he got replaced and you are his replacement. God kicked out a perfect angel out of heaven, and he hired dirt to be his replacement. That's why the devil don't want you praising God. That's why he fights our worship. He fights our worship team. He fights the praise team. That's why all hell comes against the musicians. Why? Because he don't want nobody praising God. He don't want nobody worshiping God. It reminds him of who he was. It reminds him of what he used to enjoy, and now he hates it, and he despises it. So I just say, praise Praise God in the hell. I say praise God in the hell. I believe it was Brother Huntley, he coined this phrase. He said, we got to quit. quit being Rice Krispies in the bottom of the bowl, soaking up the milk, and we got to get our snap, crackle, and pop back. We got to get back up. We got to quit sitting there in the church watching everybody else worship. We got to come up out of that saturation of carnality. We got to get back up and say, devil, you don't like my praise, but Jesus does. You don't like my worship, but Jesus does. So I say let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Woo! You say you say well, well I I'm not I'm not I'm not like that. Well, here's my issue with that. The book of Psalms says that the dead praise not the Lord. Well, well I, I just, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with that. I'll, I'll stand with you, and, and, and I believe what you're saying, but, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that type of person. I just, I don't, I, don't, I don't express myself like that. Well, you can be reserved and still be a worshiper. I get that. But you got to do something. You may just be a crier, and I appreciate that. I respect that. I love that. But you got—you know what? Because you're, you're, you're designed to be a worshiper. You are created fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you to be a worshiper. Everybody in the house is a worshiper. I just choose to worship him. I just choose to praise him. I choose to exalt him. I choose to be a worshiper of the one true God. I've got to praise, and I've got to get it out. I've got to praise, and I've got to get it out. There's just something on the inside of me that when I get into his presence or when I can't feel his presence, i just made up my mind. Praise is not something that I do. Praise is something that I am. I am a praiser. I am a praiser of the one true living God. I'm going to check my time here. Make sure I'm not preaching too long. Hang on just a second. I need a face ID. Hang on. Got it. All right. Good. Good. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Praise God. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter number 2. The mockers said, these men are drunk full of new wine. The watchers said, what meaneth this? But the worshipers were experiencing the power of God. They were talking in tongues. They were praising their God. They were prophesying. They were experiencing something new that had never happened before. 120 in the upper room. They were not watchers and they were not mockers. But worshipers were being filled with the Holy Ghost. Worshipers were being filled with the power of God. I'm I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you how not to get God's attention. You ready? I've never seen anybody get the Holy Ghost, and I've never seen anybody get something from God with their mouth closed. From the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaketh. God, I need you. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> I can't walk except you hold my hand. I can't even I it's in you that I move and live and have my being. God, you woke me up this morning. You brought me to this church. I don't understand what's going on, but my soul is crying out. Hallelujah! My soul is crying out. Thank you, Jesus. My soul is crying out, God, I need you I wish somebody give a make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, make a joyful noise unto the Lord oh. the woman in our text was... Had a major issue. Her daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Devil possessed in her home. Can you imagine what her home was like? Man, tough, difficult, demonic, darkness, crazy stuff in the house. And she legitimately came to Jesus with a legitimate problem and a major, major need that any of us, if you come to me and told me your daughter's possessed of the devil, I'd instantly start praying for you. But yet, Jesus just answers her not a word. It's like, devil possessed, who cares? You know, I, 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 you know what's that? That's nothing to me. But there's, something, there's something, about, something about hunger that moves the heart of God, whereas a problem will never move the heart of God. See, our approach is wrong. We come to God, God fix this, and God do that, and, God, I need you, man. You, you know Jesus. I, I got to pay my bills, and I'm struggling here. And you know, you know all this drama, and you know all this stuff I'm fighting, all this stuff I'm going. You, you know my marriage, God is just, man, it's just a fight every day, and it's just a struggle all the time. And you know, it's been up and down. It's like a roller coaster, God. I'm on, I'm an emotional basket case, God. I, I don't understand what's going on, and it's as if God answers you not a word. If I was to ask you to raise your hand, there'd be all kinds of people in this house that would say, I know exactly what you're talking about. So this woman, she tried one approach to get to Jesus, and it didn't work. But then she changed her approach. She started realizing, my needs don't move God. Come on, What's a revelation for somebody in this house? Your needs is not what moves God. What moves God is your hunger. You ought to try it sometime. God, I need you to do this. God, "God, I love you. God, I worship you. Lord, I lift you up. You're God alone. There's nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody that can compare to you. Can't nobody do me like you can. Can't nobody help you like you can. I promise you, your atmosphere will change. The suicidal thoughts will leave you. Depression will go from you. Because you're focusing on him and not what he can do for you you're focused on his power and not with the process of what it can do for you you're turning your attention to worshiping him and then the bible says she came and she worshiped him and all of a sudden the god that was not talking to her started talking to her the silence ended and all of a sudden, there's a conversation going back and forth in our text where she worshiped him. And, and, and she, he says, listen, I've not come at the house of the lost sheep of Israel. And, and I, it's not, it's not me. It's not appropriate to give the bread, to, to, to give the, 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 the crumbs to the, to the dogs. And, and she goes back and forth. And it's not appropriate to give bread and this and that. And she's like, listen, she said, but even, even the dogs get the crumbs that, that fall from the master's table. Worship has a way of humbling you worship has a way of you lowering yourself saying, God, I just need a little bit. I just need a little bit of crumbs. I just need a little bit of something to help me out here. I'm not asking for something big. And all of a sudden, because of her worship, somebody better hear me right now. When you move from watching to worshiping, when you move from explaining your need to just worshiping God for who he is, something begins to transition the supernatural. Something begins to transition the spirit world. And all of a sudden, I don't know where that daughter was. and I don't know if she was writhing in the floor or foaming at the mouth. I don't know if she was screaming in agony, being devil-possessed. But she had a mama that knew how to worship. What your babies need is they need a daddy that knows how to worship. They need a mama that knows how to worship. They need a family that knows how to worship. What you need more than anything else is to be a worshiper. Yeah, if any man be a worshiper, he heareth him. You gotta make up your mind. Yeah, we all got problems. We all got needs. We all got frustrations, but we're not gonna be watchers. We're gonna be worshipers, we're gonna be worshipers. Well, I'm, I've, been, I've been thinking about committing suicide. Next time you think those stupid thoughts start worshiping, it'll change the atmosphere above you. I've been thinking about leaving my husband. The next time you have those dumb thoughts, lift your hands and start worshiping God. I've been thinking about quitting church. I've been having all kinds of crazy thoughts. I'm thinking about just going out and getting drunk tonight. I think I'll just go mess around a little bit and do my own thing. That, come on, that's to a flesh and the enemy trying to destroy you. You've got to lift up your hands and say, Lord, you're too good to me. I'm not doing that. You're too wonderful to me. I'm not doing that. I'm going to praise you anyhow. I'm going to... I'm going to, why be a watcher when you can be a worshiper? A yeah. couple years ago, I, I'm really trying to hurry, okay? I've been going about 30-something minutes. That's the time I took the pulpit. So preaching time, I'm about 24 right now, okay? Thank you. i got one that says keep going. I was in a district conference and I, I was being ordained to the ministry. And my sister, my sister Courtney, had been backslidden for 25 years. And I was in a church service. And, and uh, Power of God was moving. It was actually at our home church where we, we, we hosted a district conference a few years ago, uh, 2015. I believe I got ordained in 2015. And uh, I was in that service. And man, it was awesome, powerful, powerful move of God. People worshiping, praising God. It was just beautiful, you know. And my sister was sitting on the second row. I was on the front row. She was sitting kind of where you are. And she, she was sitting there. And, and uh, I looked back on that service. And at some point in that service, my sister stopped watching what was going on. And she started lifting her hands and started worshiping God. She had been on meth. She had been on drugs, wrecked life, uh, babies out of wedlock. Just, I mean, I remember as a teenage boy, guys knocking on the window, thinking it was her bedroom trying to sneak her out in the middle of the night. Just, just crazy. You know, just a life of sin. You know, just just it's what sinners do. They just sin. They're, they're submitted to the devil, and they're doing what the devil wants them to do. You don't have to be submitted to the devil. You don't have to do what the devil wants you to do. You can mortify the deeds of your flesh, and you can be godly and holy and righteous, and you can be a Christian. You can walk like Christ and be like Christ, and you can serve God with all your heart. I don't care if the devil said you couldn't. I'm telling you that you can. I don't care if the devil's got you locked down, that you're never going to get out of sin, and you're always going to live this vicious cycle of bondage. The devil is a liar. Every time he opens his mouth, he's a liar to you. I'm telling you, you can do all things through Christ. I'm telling you, you can be delivered today. I'm telling you, you can be set free by the power of God today. I'm telling you, God can change your life forever. She she lifted her hands and I looked back, Pastor Green and my sister. After 25 years of being backslidden, meaning she was away from God, meaning she wasn't serving God, 25 years she was shaken under the power of God. I got a video where she talked in tongues again, and God baptized her again with the power of the Holy Ghost, and God changed her life what happens uh, when you quit being a watcher and you start being a worshiper a couple of years ago I was on a I was on a cruise ship and we had we had revival break out on the cruise ship we we baptized a guy in Jesus name had several people get the Holy Ghost and I went several times for for several years And almost every time we'd go, somebody get the Holy Ghost. It's powerful. We'd have church twice a week um, in the bottom of deck one, and I think deck one aft, I can't remember and we would have crew members. We, we got the crew members, and they would get off work. They'd work 16, 18 hours a day. They'd come to church. It's like midnight. We'd have midnight services on the boat, and I know on a cruise, you're supposed to eat and get fat and sassy and hit the buffet, and we did that. We had fun, had a great time, but we also had a move of God, and it's just it's just God set us up with the people, and they, we didn't know. They had some church services on the boat. We joined, and we preached, and the Holy Ghost supported. It. it was just powerful, but there was one, one man on that boat. His name was Collins, and I still stay in communication with him, but he's from I believe he 's from Kenya, I believe, and he was there, and god God baptized him um, with a power a powerful, powerful move of God. It was a powerful, powerful experience and he told me he told me he, he had prayed back through the Holy ghost, and i didn 't know it, but he had received the Holy Ghost in his home when he was, when he was on vacation, and i, I didn 't know i didn 't know what was going on, but this is what he told me Collins, this is what he did. He locked himself, and i 'm not telling you to do this, but i 'm telling you what hunger does. He locked himself in a bathroom for 21 days until he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the 21st day. He walked out of the bathroom and laid hands on his wife and prayed her through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you want to get upset because I'm preaching 30 minutes and you're ready to go. There needs to be a hunger inside of your soul that says give me Jesus. Give Jesus, give me Jesus give me Jesus you can have the world, give me Jesus you can have the system, give me Jesus you can have the wickedness give me Jesus, I want to be a worshiper, I want to be a worshiper of the one true God I want to be I want to be a worshiper somewhere in this building there, there, is, a, there is a thermostat on the wall somewhere and that thermostat sets the temperature in this room. You know, you, know what a, you know what a thermostat is? It's a thermometer hooked to a power source. A thermometer reflects the temperature that's in the room. But a thermostat is a thermometer hooked to a power source. Here's the deal. We got too many people. It's just going to be a thermometer. If it's a calm service, yep, yeah, temperature's good. I'm going to stay right there. We need people to be thermostats in this church that says, you know what? It may be a little bit drab, a little bit, di- it's just a normal service. But somebody needs to start cranking it up a little bit and say, I'm hooked to a power source. I'm hooked to a power source. And we're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. We're going to see God touch lives. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see the Holy Ghost pour out upon all flesh. Come on. We're going to be thermostats. We're going to be thermostats. We're going to make sure there's a move of the Holy Ghost. We're not going to. I'm two Mike Burns, praise God. But somebody needs to crank it up a little bit. It don't matter. Who cares what people think about you? We we don't. We're not looking for a comfortable church. We're not looking for a casual church. We're looking for a revival church. A move of God church. Ma'am, you didn't come here because this church was dead. You didn't come here because this church was dry. What pulled you out of sin was the power of God. What pulled you out of sin was the power of God. Ma'am, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Have you received the Holy Ghost yet? you have it? Lift your hands. I'm going to pray you good. Open your mouth and let the Holy Ghost begin to speak in your life right now. Receive it right now. Come on. you do not understand. the going to come mouth. She's speaking with tongues right now. God baptized her with the Holy Ghost. Come on. We got to quit watching. We got to start worshiping. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Come on, lift your hands and worship God. The power of the Holy Ghost is in the house. what you need. It's here. You need the Holy Ghost. Receive it. You need the power of God. Get it. You need a miracle. Receive it. But you got to worship. Come on. Somebody worship. Somebody lift your hands and worship. Somebody lift your hands and worship. Lift your hands and worship God. It's yours. It's yours. You can have what God has for you. Your neighbor's hand. I want you to pray for the neighbor next to you right now. Come on, pray for each other in the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's your day. Come on, it's your day. It's your opportunity. Is in praise team. Throw your hands in the air, Lord Jesus, upon the authority of your word and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Baptize this praise team with the fresh anointing. Baptize this praise team with fresh fire. Anoint their hands, anoint their lips, anoint their bodies to be used by the power of God. Use them mightily, Lord, let them be gifted, let them be anointed by God in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. come on somebody make a joyful noise somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord that's my son he's been back for 15 years awesome Your children can receive the Holy Ghost. Backsliders can be prayed through right now. Receive of God all over the house. That's it, baby. Keep on praying. Let your hands in prayer. That's it. Come on. I need altar workers. There's children that are praying, there's families that are praying. I need ministry staff to obey the Holy Ghost. I need ministry staff to obey the Holy Ghost receive the holy ghost in jesus name receive the holy ghost in jesus name receive it now let the holy ghost begin to flow out of your soul and spirit now receive it i pray now If you're watching online, receive the Holy Ghost. If you're watching online, receive what God has. Let the Holy Ghost be poured out now.